Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, your source of Atlanta Hawks basketball. What's going on, folks? It's your man, Edub. Taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball for the second night in a row. That's right. We had basketball tonight again down at State Farm Arena. The Atlanta Hawks took on the Portland Trailblazers. Walked away with the W, 122-113. to We're going to talk about all the ins and outs of that game. Uh, we were in the building tonight in a game that was... A dog fight, <laughs> dog fight again against a team that you would look like on paper and say they should have really no problems with this team. But in typical Hawks fashion, the Hawks made it a ball game. <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, there are some mitigating factors tonight. Uh, not making any excuses for the Hawks, but second games of back to backs are kind of tough. Nate McMillan did say at the post conference that um, he felt that their legs were heavy. And uh, he also said they didn't play no defense in that first half. So uh, I, I think both things can be true. But, again, thank you guys for checking out the Hawks Week podcast. I'm your man, E-Dub. And uh, just taking on the journey around Atlanta Hawks basketball. We're going to talk about tonight's game, tonight's dub. Um, another big night from Trey Young. And uh, mixed reviews on the win for the second night in a row. But let's get rid of some of this housekeeping. Um, Big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure you connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can find our at is, um, and for those of you who are not hip to the the social media lingo, uh, at is just another word for our Twitter handle. (laughs) So the Twitter name is at HawksBeat. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. For all the Facebookers, just search the Hawks Beat and you'll find our page. Uh, we post our links as well as other things on that page as well. So make sure you get at us on the social media front. We would love to chat with you and uh, love to correspond with you. We love um, just connecting with our fans and folks that listen to the show. 
Also, we would love for you to connect with us on our um, our podcast subscription. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you love about the show, man. We appreciate that as well. So let's get down with the get down, man. Portland Trailers Blazers were in town. Uh, a very depleted Portland Trail Blazer team. Um, the Hawks went into tonight's game uh, sitting ninth in the East. They were half a game above the Hornets, uh, a game and a half behind the Brooklyn Nets. Now, the Brooklyn Nets did not play tonight. And uh, as it would be, the Hornets did play. The Hornets were in action against the um, Oklahoma City Thunder. And unfortunately for the Hawks, um, the Hornets took care of the Thunder. <laughs> they come out with a, uh, a victory tonight. So the Hawks don't really gain any ground or uh, put any space between them and the Hornets. However, um, they will have a chance to do that on Wednesday. Their next game is Wednesday in Charlotte. Uh, a very, very critical game as far as these two teams are vying for that last, that 10th and that ninth spot. Uh, so you can imagine... Uh, that this game should be pretty intense. Um, some other news and notes for tonight's game. Uh, the Hawks were 13 of 15 going into tonight's game. And after tonight's game, 14 of 16. They won 14 of 16 games at State Farm. Many people were uh, talking about uh, the last time these two, two teams mat, uh, matched up. Uh, and who could forget that game in Portland when Trey went for 56 points. 14 assists and end up losing the game. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like the idea that somebody can go for 56 points, 14 assists, and lose a ball game. Uh, that just tells you that nobody was really playing defense that game. Uh, Hawks lost that game 136 to 131. And it's crazy because the same issues that they're having now, closing out games, was the same issue they had back in January. Hawks got outscored 36 to 26 in the fourth. That was the game that Anthony Simons went for 43 points, uh, even though Trey had 56. Uh, the Blazers had three guys with, with 20 plus points, and uh, it was just a scoring fest, man. It was just a scoring fest. But nevertheless, Hawks got a chance to get their get back tonight. Um, they now have 14 games left. 14 games left. And uh, we'll look at the standings a little bit later in probably the third segment. But going into tonight's game, the Hawks were to be without John Collins and Danilo Gallinari. So Gallo was out because he had right Achilles soreness. John is dealing with that right ring finger and a right foot strain. Now, I don't know how many of you guys have subscriptions to the Athletic, but uh, in today's piece, Chris Kirshner wrote a piece about John Collins and the injury and the severity of it and, you know, what is next? How long is he going to be out? Uh, and I'll just say this. He did a lot of quoting of, of people who who know these things, right? Medical people. Um, don't know if you guys saw the picture of John Collins finger last night that Jamila Johnson tweeted out. Um, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you know who Jamelia is. She she posts a lot of stuff on YouTube, and she covers the Hawks. She's been doing so for about nine or ten years. Um, but she posted a picture of John's finger, and when I tell you that thing looks like a big toe, <laughs> it looks like a big toe. That thing is swollen, and it does not look good at all. It does not look good at all. Um, 
so after reading the article, my takeaway is this. Man, I don't even know if John coming back this season. Like, I mean, and that may be a little pretentious. But if he does come back, there's no way he's going to be close to what he was. Uh, things like that, I, I think that somebody in the article said is good. Things like that take like four to six weeks to heal. Um, there's a possibility that he might need surgery. I don't know, guys. I, I really don't know when he's coming back. And I don't know how effective he'll, he'll be when he does come back. And so here's the thing. John is your starting power forward. And if you have Gallo out, what are you going to do? That's the question. And so so pregame, I, I, I asked a few questions. Uh, the Hawks went with the starting lineup of Trey, DeLon, Kevin Herter, uh, DeAndre Hunter, and Clint Capella. Uh, they, they elected to bring DeLon into the starting group instead of Bogey because he really likes the scoring punch that Bogey gives with that second unit. So going into the game, I want to know what were the rotations going to look like with both power forwards out? And what will the energy look like? What will the energy look like? Um, so those are kind of the pregame questions um, going into tonight's game. Let me do this. Let me just pause just a brief moment because um, I want to give my network. And we are presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And I uh, got to shout them out as well. So let me pause just a brief moment. If they need to stick in a commercial, I will let them do so now. If not, it'll just be a brief pause. And uh, we'll get into this game flow and talk about what we saw tonight. We'll examine some of the numbers. And uh, we'll, we'll um, let you guys be on your way. But you listen to the Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, Edub. We'll be right back. All right. So we are back. Hawks Week Podcast. It's your man, Edub. Uh, the questions I asked again, what will the rotations look like without power forwards? What will the energy look like? So to answer the questions, uh, the rotations look like this. Okongo and Bogey was the first guys off the bench. Um, last night, they had Hunter running with the second unit. Uh, tonight, it was Trey to get uh, to run with that second unit. Um, they ran. They tried out a lineup of Trey, Lou, Bogey, Kevin Knox playing the small four. And a Kongu. Thought the lineup was decent, uh, but they gave up a lot defensively, as you would as you would think. With Trey and Lou in the backcourt together, which is not tenable as far as getting stops. Uh, then you have Bogey and Knox uh, on the wings, which isn't really tenable for a good defensive <laughs> good defensive matchup as well. But um, offensively, they looked okay. And uh, you know what? Let me let me let me walk that back. Let me walk that back. They didn't look okay in that first quarter. Um, Portland won that first quarter, thirty-four to twenty-nine, and it was obvious that they were um, they were definitely on the second game of a back-to-back. They just didn't have the energy. I, I didn't see any sense of urgency, and that just may be because they were on the second game of a back-to-back. And you, yeah, I, I just wanted to see more. I wanted to see more from guys on the bench standing up and cheering for their guys. And not saying that they didn't, but I just wanted to see more from the Hawks as far as like, yo, man, like we're in must win games. We got to be out here winning these games. And I think that you can't put it all on John. John is the raw, raw guy. You know what I'm saying? You can't put everything on John. Like there has to be some there has to be some other folks to be like, yo, man, let's get hype. Let's, you know, let's cheer our guys on. 
just didn't see that too much too much tonight. But uh, that first quarter, I thought that the Blazers, I mean, the Hawks ran out to like a 17 to seven lead. And then after that, like the Blazers outscored them like 38 to 25. Like it was a mess. It was a mess. Like, I mean, like they were getting whatever they wanted to offensively. They weren't getting any stops. And uh, it just it didn't look good, man. It didn't look good. A lot of the Hawks fans were um, were visibly upset because you're playing a bunch of guys that you don't know. <laughs> you're playing guys that you don't know. Um, outside of Josh Hart, I didn't know who them cats were, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. Brandon Williams, Drew Banks, Trendon Watford, CJ Ellaby. I know who Ellaby is, but like, I ain't know who them cats were. I ain't know who none of them cats were. Josh Hart, I knew who he was, and he was kind of cooking in that first quarter. Had 14. Trey had 15 in that first quarter. 15 points and four assists, and the Hawks were down by five. Like, what do you do with that? Like, tell me. Like, if you're on Twitter right now and you're listening to me, uh, if you're listening to the pod, what do you do with your stars 15 points and four assists in a quarter, and you're down by five? Um, Hawks weren't making shots. They weren't making shots, man. Um, shot 30, 36%, 33% from the field and from three-point range. And you're just not making shots compared to Portland. You know, Portland was kind of making their shots. Uh, the Hawks were taking a lot of threes, man. They took a lot of threes tonight. Um, the final tally, they took 48 of them. They hit, they, <laughs> they hit 12 of them. They shot 25%, y'all. But they took 48 threes. That is a bunch of threes, man. That is a ton of threes. Herder took nine. Hunter took nine. Trey took 14. Bogey took eight. And they only hit 12. <laughs> that's that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. But second half, I thought it was more of the same, man. Hawks weren't getting stops, and they weren't making shots. Like, you don't have the ability to do both. You can't do both, man. You know, you can't make sh- you can't miss shots and not play good defense. They were doing both. They were doing both. Uh, the guy scored 33-29 in that second quarter. And <laughs> the notes that I put in there were like, who are these guys? Like, I really did not know who these cats were, man. And then it, it was crazy because in the second half, Chris Dunn got in the game. Chris Dunn was signed either yesterday or earlier this week. Like, he's he just signed this week, and he's getting heavy rotational minutes. And you're thinking to yourself, like, wow, like, what is really going on here? The Blazers took obvious control of the game, 67 to 58 at the half. And you're just thinking, here we go again, right? Hawks were 14-point favorites coming into this game. And I'm not going to tell you guys to bet. But I'm I'm telling you this. Might be worth your while. Next time the Hawks are double-digit favorites, it might be worth your while to go the other way. You know what I'm saying? You don't put, don't put the mortgage payment on it. Don't be silly. All right? Don't put the mortgage payment. But if you got a five spot, you got a 10 spot, maybe a 20 spot, go ahead and put on the underdog. Go ahead and put on the underdog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even going to charge y'all for that one. That one's free. <laughs> that one's free. 67.58 is what the score was at the half, man. And I wrote this before the third quarter started. I wrote Trey Magic 
question mark. Like, does he have any magic in his little magic box for the third quarter? Because we all know how the rotations go. Third quarter usually trades quarter. And I want to know, before the quarter even started, does Trey have any magic? Unequivocally, the answer was yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, Trey outscored the entire Portland Blazers team in that third quarter, 17-21. to 21. He, uh, he was just magnificent. He was magnificent. 21 points, only had one dime, and I'm not even mad at that. Nobody else was making shots. Nobody else was stepping up. And Trey said, I'm about to put this team on my back. Now, of course, he didn't say that after the game. He was very humble and just said that he wanted to play faster. And faster was what he did. I will say this also. As far as an unsung hero, DeLon Wright. Nate McMillan said after the game. Second half, they made some defensive adjustments. They put DeLon Wright on Josh Hart. Josh Hart was their, was their number one guy tonight. And he came out the gate in the third quarter. 0 for 5 was a, was a minus 14 on the floor. And his defense on Josh Hart was very, was very good. It was very good. Um I think DeLon Wright gets a bad rap sometimes because he's not the most explosive offensive player. And that's what fans want to see. Fans want to see explosion. They want to see you making shots, whatever, whatever. But um, he shut Josh Hart down in that third quarter and it made all the difference in the world. You cut the head of the snake off. You cut the head of the snake off and they don't run as smoothly as they had been running in the first half. And so the Hawks make a huge jump in that quarter. 17 to 31, uh, which really was the turning point of the game in that quarter. Trey just going nuts for 21 points and was just fabulous. He was fabulous. So now you're going into the, the fourth quarter with a five point lead. Fourth quarter, as is the Hawks' custom, was a yo yo. Hawks go up, <laughs> the Blazers make a run. Uh, and then it, it, was, it was just a lot of back and forth. And as, as time would have it, comes down to like the last two minutes of the game. But uh, credit to one Mr. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter hit some big shots toward the end of the game uh, to really seal it, man. Like, to be honest with you, I thought that his shots hit a big three to put the Hawks up by three with like, um, I had to check the, the time stamp on it. But uh, 131, there it goes, uh, hit a big shot, a big three-pointer with uh, 131 left to put the Hawks up by five. And um, I just thought it was big. And then he follows that up with uh, he gets a block on the defensive end and um, then gets a floating shot on the way back. So now the Hawks are up by seven with 44 seconds left, and that was pretty much uh, made it academic after that. But uh, DeAndre Hunter making some plays in crunch time. A lot of people was on DeAndre because his shot wasn't really, <laughs> you know, kind of, it, it, it was looking a little suspect at time. It was looking a little suspect at time. Um, he was 6 of 17 tonight from the field. Ended up with 20 points, which is a pretty decent stat line. Didn't shoot. 
uh, all too extremely well, but nobody on the Hawks did tonight. Um, just a very gutty win. This is one way to look at it. Very gutty win. Gutty win. Hawks get the dub, one twenty-two to one thirteen, and my thinking is this. And so, just like I had some pregame questions, I got three postgame questions, and I want I want I want to pose them to you because clearly I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I'm I'm the host of the show. I don't I don't have the answers, and so I want to pose these things to you. You're at, if you're a Hawks GM, if you're the Hawks GM, if you're the Hawks coach, if, or even if you're a fan, and if you know the answer to this, go ahead and tweet me at Hawksbeat. How do you plan to win if Trey doesn't go crazy? Right? Like, if Trey doesn't go crazy, last two nights he scored close to 50 points. Uh, how are you going to win if he doesn't go crazy? Like... And I think if nothing else, that shows your need for a second star. Now, we're, we're not going to talk about that like right now, because I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk roster until the end of the season. I don't. It just you're just kind of spinning your wheels. I don't want to talk about it until the, the season is completely finished. But um, you got to figure something out. Like Trey can't do, he's not, he's human. You know, he can't give you 45 to 50 every single night. He's not Wilt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and a little guy like that, he's going to wear himself into the ground. Got to get the boy help. And so, you know, I don't know. That's for another podcast, but that's just a question. That's just a question. Number two, the question for JC being out. I read the article, and after seeing his finger and seeing how fat it is, um, I was generally concerned. I did not know how. I did not know that he was that the injury looked like that. First of all, I didn't know how serious it was, but I don't know. Like, and they haven't really put a timetable on when he will be back. But it doesn't look good, guys. Like, it really doesn't. And I don't want to be like Mr. Pessimist, Pessipess, but <laughs> I don't want to be Mr. Pessimistic. But I don't know, guys. Like, I really don't know. Like, that 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 finger looks bad. He's dealing with the ankle. And if he's just going to come back to struggle, it might be best just to shut him down. And here's the other thing. And I'm not even on no here's I'm not even on no Nate needs to play the rookies type thing. You guys have been listening to my podcast. And if you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know that's not even my stilo. Like I, I, I thought I can see an argument for the for the rookies um getting more time, but I haven't been beating the drum like, you know, whenever they lose, oh, we gotta play the rookies. That's not even my stilo. But John Collins has been hurt since the Detroit game. And you still got a young guy, Jalen Johnson, that's out there in the G League tearing it up. Like you can't you can't break the lineup when you got both your starting forwards hurt. Like, and again, like I'm not even on no Nate needs to be fired because he's not playing the rookies. But man, like you can't get no burn. Like you, like tonight. Obviously, the 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 strategy was to go small, 
But like, man, you can't like George Gorgie Jang didn't even get in the game. You know, you can't you can't play you can't play Okongu at the four a little bit at all. I don't know. Those are questions I have. You know, I think you need to do something because you're not going to be able to go small against everybody, especially when you're not a good defensive team. And outside of Clint, you don't really have a, a solid rebounder. You don't. You don't. So, um, those are just questions I got, man. Those are questions I got. Jalen Johnson had a good night tonight in College Park. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his numbers, man. Like, you know, shout out to the kid, man. He's just been putting his head down and grinding and, and doing what he had to do, man. So, um, I believe the... Um, I believe the Skyhawks got a dub tonight, too, man, while we're talking about it. You know, <clears throat> initially, I wanted to give you guys uh, some more Skyhawks coverage, but I haven't been able to get out to the games and cover as many games as I want. But, um, yeah, man, shout out to the Skyhawks, man. They've been doing their thing, you know. And uh, let, me, let me see if I can pull up his stat line real quick. Let me see if I can pull Yeah, there we go. Okay. Jalen ate tonight, y'all. <laughs> he ate, y'all. 35 points and 15 boards on 13 to 23 shooting, 3 of 8 from downtown. Jalen Johnson, 35 points, 15 rebounds. I know Hawks Twitter is going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been calling for the rook all season long. And my thing is this, Nate. Like, I know how he feels about rookies and trying to win he don't really trust there's a trust factor there he don't trust these rookies man he don't trust these rookies he'd rather have tlc out there and that's his prerogative and a lot of veteran coaches are like that but man you gotta get the boy a shot you gotta give him a shot you know what i mean like you know that's just my opinion on it. that's just my opinion which say you give us a tweet at at hawks beat and let us know what you think about Jalen Johnson, if, uh, you know, and, and again, like, I'm not saying that he should be starting. I'm just saying, like, get the boy a shot, Nate. Get the boy a shot. He deserves a shot. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let me just take a brief pause, and uh, let me cue up some sound for you guys. We got a little Nate McMillan sound for tonight, and uh, I think we got a little Trey sound as well. Um those are the first two guys that spoke tonight. I didn't stick around long enough to hit a third guy because they be taking a long time to come to the podium. And frankly, I got to get up and go to work in the morning. So <laughs> let me let me pause this for a moment and get that Nate McMillan sound for you guys. All right. Sliding over playing the four. Well, you know, I think Dre can play some four. I think he, you know, he's. I think he has that ability to play the three. Uh, the four position, you know, when I talked to him about he needed to rebound, help us rebound uh, at that position. But, you know, I, I thought the guy tonight was DeLon. Uh, DeLon stepped into that that role of, uh, you know, next man up. Uh, you know, we bumped Ray to the four. I wanted to keep Bogey in his role of coming off the bench. So we put DeLon in there. Did a really nice job on hard the second half, uh, limiting his touches. You know, he had 25 at the half, and I think he only had six uh, in the second half. And uh, a lot of that was, uh, you know, we switched the line guarding him. I thought he did a solid job tonight. 
So that was Coach McMillan just talking about the job DeLon Wright did on um, Josh Hart. And uh, look, man, you know, first half, Hart was kind of cooking a little bit. And DeLon comes out and stops the bleeding. And that allows the Hawks to, um, well, allows Trey to go crazy <laughs> in the third quarter and kind of turn the game around for the Hawks in the second quarter. I mean, in the second half. Uh, I want to play a little sound from Trey just talking about um, – what they did in the second half about him playing faster. And uh, here's a little bit of sound from him. What's the key in that third quarter stretch when it seemed like the game turned around? Uh, it's playing faster. Uh, getting up and playing faster. I think we had to match their intensity. And, um, I think it's, I mean, it's bad that we're saying that, but at the same time, we were on a back to back. So uh, we had to find that energy, especially the team that's missing a lot of guys. They were going to play hard and play with intensity. So uh, it really took us to really catch up and play 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 harder for us to really take over this game and it's the key in that three. So yeah, so Trey again just saying, look, we need to play faster and uh he just need to go super saiyan. Pretty much what he had to pretty much what he was saying. But uh nevertheless, man, Hawks get the dub tonight. Wasn't always pretty. Um a gutty win for the Hawks, uh, second out of a back to back. And you can look at it and say, Man, this team shouldn't shouldn't need to uh have a team like this make you feel like uh there's desperation here you know what i'm saying like there should always be desperation but this is the second night of the back-to-back so i i'm willing to give them a slide i guess just a little bit but i still need to see more intensity from this team i didn't see it much last night but i need to see more of a sense of urgency like there's there's not many there's under how many games are left there's 14 games left. I need to see more intensity. I need to see guys on the bench standing up, you know, getting this team going. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't been seeing that. So you, I, I, I'll give him a pass because Nate and everyone's saying, you know, same game of back-to-back, and I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Like, I'm not going to ride him that hard, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I just need to see more intensity. Just need to see more intensity. Uh, Before we get up out of here, let's take a quick look at the NBA standings and see where this Hawks team resides. Now, I did mention that Charlotte did win their game, so the Hawks aren't going to be able to get any uh, get any uh, separation from the um, from the Hornets. So they're still that they're still a half game above the Hornets at that nine spot. They are back at 500 for the first time since. Oh my gosh, I think it was January. I think January was the last time they were uh, at the 500 mark. They've had plenty of chances, but they are not there. So uh, in the East, you're looking at Charlotte at the 10th spot. You're looking at the Hawks, uh, a game, a half a game above Charlotte. And the Brooklyn Nets are one game above the Hawks. So the Hawks are going to be watching Brooklyn Nets games. And uh, Toronto Raptors are three and a half games above the uh, the Atlanta Hawks. So in the East, you got the Raptors, Nets, Hawks, and Hornets at the seven, eight, nine. In the top six, you're looking at uh, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, Chicago Bulls, Boston Celtics, and Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, under 20 games left for most of these teams, and it's going to be interesting, man. You, you're going to be doing a little scoreboard watching. But you have to take care of business. And uh, whether it was pretty or not, Hawks took care of business tonight. 
And, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, just a little bit of fan feedback tonight. Not much, man. I think folks are kind of sour on how these two, how these two, uh, these last two games went. Uh, let's see. Uh, y Dubsky on uh, Twitter just hit me up. He said, we need a dog at two guard. Okay. Need a dog at two guard. Errol Trey hit me up and said, when the Hawks are favored, always take the under and the points. You'll make money. Hey, man. I said that earlier on in the pod. I ain't going to tell y'all how to bet. I ain't going to say bet the whole mortgage. But the next time the Hawks got a double-digit game, the Hawks are favored by double digits. It might be worth your weight. I mean, it might be worth uh, throwing a little throwing a little on the under. You know what I'm saying? Last but not least, my guy Joshua Fletcher. The Atlanta Hawks are the definition of a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I hear you, brother. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for checking out the Hulk Sweet Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Make sure to swing by Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Uh, we really need those. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, like we always say, man, God is always... Oh, woo, I almost messed up the tagline. Let me start it over. Let me start over. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.